It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Survey of childcare, the childcare industry, has found a shockingly, shocking different problem in getting staff. There are 200 jobs vacant in the childcare industry. So, without carers, what happens to the childcare? What happens to the services? Um, 2,000, 2,000 jobs, not 200 jobs, I beg your pardon, 2,000 jobs are what the survey found. My, my mistake there. Ollie Sheehan from Mary Geary Crash. That's astonishing, Ollie. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, PJ, it's, um, it's, it's certainly a huge challenge to providers, to parents, to everyone involved in the sector because, you know, it's not a case of like, say, in an office where, oh, we just postpone doing that, you know, that work today or whatever it might be. That um, we cannot, if you don't have the stats, you can't take in the children. So on some days in extreme scenarios, a child might turn up in the morning to be told that um, that we can't we don't have the staff to look after your child today. Now, thankfully, that hasn't happened with ourselves, mm. but it, it happens very regularly. And even then, on a regular basis, I know uh, many providers uh, have shut down rooms for a period of time. Um, the steps that we've taken ourselves, we have kind of increased. We, we've stopped because there's a higher ratio of staff required for very young children under one for for the moment and I want to quite say for the foreseeable future but we've stopped taking children under one year of age because of that and we have stopped taking in uh, other children as well we are we are just at this moment we are maintaining our numbers and that's what we are at Um, now I suppose very much on on our from our own point of view, we have um, I suppose light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we attended a recruitment convention in Spain recently yes. for specifically for the childcare sector, and um, we met wonderful, enthusiastic, qualified uh, childcare staff, both with uh, with degrees in childcare and de- degrees in teaching, and um, they're very enthusiastic about coming to Ireland. And uh, we we are fortunate enough that when uh, when these come out of college in June, 
Right. Uh, we'll be recruiting. We'll be recruiting them. And that's great, uh, Ali. But why have we got such a shortage in in this country? What, what? All right. I, I suppose. Look across the board. I don't know any sector that doesn't have a shortage in in staffing. But in particular in childcare, you know, it's it's a very all right. You know what? It's a challenging job. Uh, it's a very rewarding job. Um, but it's 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 a difficult. It's it's it, it's. It's wonderful work, but you know some. I, I mean, give you a simple example. Say, if you qualify, if you get some of the time now, if you want to go into teaching, you know, if you do childcare initially, and then you can possibly go on from there uh, into a teaching course, right? So previously, people that would have qualified with degrees, uh, they would, they would have, um, they they would have stayed in the childcare sector. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is that. Look, the the lure, I suppose, of travel and whatever, we'd have a number of staff, say, that would have left us and gone to Dubai, Saudi Arabia, wherever, for work under contract for a couple of years, yeah. uh, you know, because out there you qualify as a full teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with the qualification you've here in Ireland, so it's a great opportunity for them as well, right? And look, from an employer, that's not great for me, but you know, it's great for I suppose to have that mm-hmm. opportunity to travel and things like that. So, it, how, how much of it, Dolly, is down to the pay and conditions of work in this it, country? All right, it certainly is now. With it, certainly is a, a condition uh, is is a problem, right? In that, like. We have core, the government introduced a scheme called core funding, which assisted parents, uh, uh, with their fees last September. And they also set minimum rates for, for the childcare sector. Now, the problem is, is that they didn't, in, they haven't invested enough in that sector. And if, you know, if you want to provide a five star service or if you want to provide a one star, the funding is the same. So if you want to retain your very best staff, uh, you know, that is going to be a challenge, right? And obviously, money and conditions are a very great, uh, are a great problem, right? Both from provider point of view, you know, we've got to be more creative as well mm-hmm. in what we can do and how we can retain staff. What is the basic it. rate of pay or what are the basic rates of pay? All right. Under under the under the labour court agreement uh, last September, uh, the the entry rate would be thirteen euros, right? Uh, for someone coming out with a level five uh, childcare, you know, out of college or whatever, right? So that's thirteen euros an hour. And then, uh, if you move up the scale, the minimum rate for what we would call. Um, a, a, a lead educator, which would be someone that would be in charge in a room without having a degree that their rate of pay would be €14.50 and a graduate lead educator, which is someone with a degree and uh, leading a room uh, that would be €15.50. And, um, you know, those rates uh, are a basic rate. They're not, right? they're not very high, I'd have to say. They're not, they're not very high. I agree with you. And Particularly for someone who spent many years in college, you know. Exactly, 100%. And, and we, are, we as providers and as, as an employer myself, I certainly recognise that and that, you know, more needs to be done. 
right? But as well as that, you know, there is... Uh, there is there are a lot of providers are struggling to keep the show on the road. You know, it is a very difficult the margins are are very tight. And you know what? Uh, I I know a number of providers that you know they almost don't see their business as a business. They you know they don't even they said we pay our staff and we really don't pay ourselves at all. You know, just to keep the show keep things going. You know, so. It's a challenge across the, uh, across the board. Because, because the services are not cheap, Ollie. They're not. No, they are not. Certainly not. No. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a it, second it, mortgage it, for most it is, houses. It uh, absolutely it is a mortgage, and uh, it's equivalent to a mortgage. And um, you know, it it is a huge challenge for everyone involved. You know? So where are we going from here? I mean, are we go- are we going to have to recruit from Spain? <sighs> All the time well, well, well then Wherever. again, the problem is, look, I mean, the ideal scenario is that, you know, for us here, for example, a lot of, some of our staff would be with us over 20 years, right? And, um, you know, that's what you'd love to head for, you know, that, that you have people that are with you long term. And even like giving examples, we'd have, um, you know, some of our, say, for example, mentioned the word Spain, they are now Spanish. We'd have one or two Spanish staff that are with us, uh, you know, a long, long time. Mm. So that's the ideal scenario. So you get an opportunity to build up relationships and things like that, right? Uh, certainly, you know, recruiting from abroad, you have a challenge to do as well with accommodation. Yes, from exactly. There. Where so, are they going to stay? Yeah, where are they going to stay? So, you know, from an employer's point of view, uh, you know, employers in different sectors are already looking at that. And, you know, within the childcare sector, we are no different. And I think mm-hmm. something like that has got to be looked at mm-hmm. and and hopefully extra help from the government in that area there, as well. There, there's know? another problem as well, Ollie. We hear people um, on the phone to us all the time about um, breakfast clubs and, and after-school clubs. That, that it's so hard to get children into them. Ballincollig seems to be particularly difficult to get breakfast club or after school club places. So working parents really yeah, are absolutely. struggling to get the services. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, you know, there's two things. Our own, say, for example, here, if someone was looking to put a baby now into our service here, uh, our next availability is 2025, right? Our breakfast clubs are all, we are full, we're, we're, we're not taking anyone in our breakfast, our after school clubs, whatever, we're full, we're not really taking anyone in unless we have someone who happens to leave, maybe moving to a different job or different part of the country or whatever. That's generally the way it would be for us. And it is a huge challenge. But on top of that then as well, which may exacerbates all of these problems is the levels of paperwork and regulations, not, and not so much regulations, it's to do with this funding scheme and how the government run it, yeah. and it's creating huge headaches for providers. And, you know, I know here in, in Middleton there's two services going to close this summer. Um, yeah, and I, I, we heard that last year as well. That the yeah. One analysis of it is, Ali, that I, I know that Roderick O'Gorman has been talking an awful lot about putting an extra 10 or 11 million into the sector, which sounds like an awful lot of money. But what I also understand is guys like you can't get it. We can't get exactly. I mean, you know what? A large percentage of this is swallowed up by administration. You know, giving you a simple example, the, the scheme that the government introduced 
you know, I think there was about 15% of it went to their own administration costs. And the money that was, should have should be going directly to parents. Uh, again, from our point of view, we had an equal percentage of administration costs trying to make sure that we were compliant. Whereas from from my, my from our perspective here at Mary Gary's Childcare, um, we believe that the money should be given directly to parents by the government. You know that basically you register your child with a provider, and then. That money, uh, that money, once your child attends on the days given, that money is handed over directly to to the parents, and you reduce the administration. Mm-hmm. And there's nearly, I, my my opinion is that parents could get up to maybe twenty to twenty five percent extra money if that scheme was introduced. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the government, um, you know, the you know the department has decided not to go that route. You know. Okay. 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 I'll leave it there. Ali, thank you, Ali Sheen of Mary Geary Childcare. That survey, just to clarify, two thousand jobs. They surveyed two thousand services, and pretty much every one of them had a position they couldn't fill with adding up to an estimate of 2,000 jobs vacant across the sector. As Ali said, they're gone to Spain and they'll have graduates coming from Spain in time for next year. But for some reason, there's no staff to be had locally. Bernie says, I'm not surprised creche workers leave when they get better paid jobs. It's demeaning to be working so hard on such low rates of pay. Well, the, 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 the rates of pay that Ali gave me there has put them out there for... So, a level five, which is basically a leaving cert, a level five um, non-graduate worker, basic, most basic level worker in a creche would be 13 euro per hour. You you would get more, I suspect, in Aldi. 14.50 for a room leader uh, who's not a graduate. And then for someone who has a degree and who's leading a room, whatever that, I assume that's, if you're in the industry, you'll know what I mean by that. 15.50 an hour. And certainly uh, a a supervisor in McDonald's would get more than that. So those are the rates for pay uh, for childcare, and I'm grateful to Ollie for giving them to us. These are the standard rates of pay. So for someone who's not a graduate, starting off, basic entry-level wage, €13 euro an hour. Then a supervisory level of that employee would be 1450 an hour. And then a graduate, the top level pay for a graduate, would be 1550 an hour, which, let's face it, lads, it ain't gold dust. It sure isn't gold dust. It could answer, gold dust, it could answer some of the questions as to why there are so many vacancies in childcare at the moment. Avril, good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. From Cork, care a lot, child care. Huge problems in the sector at the moment, and you've had the problems yourself. Oh, absolutely. Um, just for example, I have a very dear friend of mine who runs um, a very similar service to mine, and she had to notify her parents two and a half weeks ago that she wouldn't be opening up the following Monday her preschool rooms because she couldn't get staff to run the um, preschool rooms. So that's 88 parents notified on a Monday that their preschool wasn't going to be open the following week. That's going to cause chaos within the workforce because obviously... It's that time of the year. 
Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, they can't get childcare and they can't go to work and they're taking holidays and parents are stressed off their heads. As we are as providers for the childcare as well. There's just no staff out there. You can't blame the girls that are qualified in childcare using their qualification as a stepping stone and going further afield and getting their degrees for primary school teaching, SNA work and going in, you know, to the primary school sector. Because to be fair, but those, those 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 rates of pay, particularly for the graduates, those rates of pay are nothing to write home about. Absolutely not, PJ. They are. It's terrible. And the job that these girls are doing, right, is a very important job, caring for the child. You know, as I always say to my parents when they come for viewings here, you know, your children are your most you know, they're everything to you. It doesn't matter about the house or the car or the holidays, you know, or anything like that. Your child is so important. And that's our responsibility in caring and educating these, little, you know, these little beings and getting them a good start in life. It's a hard job. And yeah, 1550 is nothing. And yeah. we can't pay anymore because we're not getting the funding within the schemes that are all after being introduced. So it's a vicious circle. We're not getting the funding. So there's no money there extra to pay. We're having to pay, you know, these minimum rates. I wouldn't like my daughter to get into the se- sector. And I'm running the business for the last 15 years. There's a you know? perception. Oh, it's just, I w- there's a perception, yes, Avril, that it's a highly profitable sector because of the cost to parents. It's another mortgage to a household. So the perception is there that it's got to be profitable. And you see, I think this is where it gets all very hazy, okay? So there's 1,600, rural providers in Ireland. They're either renting a premises or they have the premises off their home. They have high outgoings, you know, as in costs and all the rest of it. The centres that you see that are making the profit, they're actually run by groups of investors, so they, these groups of investors are buying up these creches and they're investing their money and they're making it because they're such big centers. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they are making money out of it. Um, 
with the smaller provider or the medium-sized provider that's paying a hefty rent, you know, they're doing it on their own and they're not taking a wage out of it. And they are really into, you know what I mean, the care of the child, not saying that the big centre isn't because it mm. is like Ollie is running an amazing centre down in Carrigtool. I could never understand how a big centre could provide such care. And when I went down and saw the operation, like it's amazing. But Ollie is a private provider. It's not a group of investors. I'm, I just really do think that, uh, you know, the small, medium-sized provider are struggling because their overheads are so big. Yeah, of course, gas and energy yeah. bills uh, in general Everything hasn't helped has either. Up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, everything has gone up. And we had to sign a legal agreement with all these schemes coming in that we wouldn't put up our rates. And I understand why that is as well, because as you said, it is another mortgage for parents. So I don't know how parents are doing it. They're struggling as the provider is as well, you Mm. know. Have you had to try and provide jobs? Have you had to try and fill jobs yourself lately? Absolutely. So I had two vacancies come up last year and I was advertising for six months and I got in two CVs. The two CVs I got in, neither of the two girls had any of the qualifications. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to notify the parents and say that I can't open up a room. And I was like, what room am I going to close down? And I was like, do I email the parents, you know, that only come here part time? I was just really stressed off my head. But I ended up offering one of the girls the job, but I pay for her to do the course, if that makes sense. Yes. So I paid the twelve hundred euro for the VTEC five and she's doing the course. So she should be ready to take over for me now in June when I'm looking for her. I see. But it took me six months and paying for her to do the course, you know. And so, you, and have you, will, will you have to recruit overseas like Ali has? I haven't. I think I'm in a catch-22 because of a rural setting. Um, and that isn't... Um, it's not helping my situation for recruiting staff either because I'm a bit out from the city. So they're like, oh, it's too far to travel, you know. So there's a bit of that going on as well for me as a rural provider. Um, but I haven't gone overseas. I've hired Spanish girls before and I had an amazing girl, Anna, who only left. She was with me four years um, and she left because she started her own family or whatever. Um, yeah, but I haven't gone down that route yet. Okay. Not yet. There's certainly a lot of unfilled jobs in, in the sector. Everell, thank you, Evershine of Cork care a lot child care um, imagine that though having to ring parents ring what is it 88 sets of parents to say we've no place next week for the child what are those people to do with regard to work and other commitments like working parents what, what, what are they to do if there's nowhere for their child to go by day yeah there's a lot more working from home going on just now but not every job can be done from home. We've spoken many times on the Opinion Line to Elaine Dunn, who's the chair of the Federation of Early Childhood Providers. That survey, Elaine, and the conversations I've had this morning with Avril and Ollie points to a huge problem in the sector. Oh, good morning. Uh, good morning, um, and thank you for having me on. It's absolutely a huge problem. We can't get staff anywhere. Even from overseas, people are still there struggling. Because you've got to remember, when you bring in staff from overseas, you have to find accommodation for them. So the rents are too high. They can't afford it. We can't afford to pay any more wages to them because we're running out of loss. A lot of us are the small and average providers. So it's, it's a, a knock-on effect all around. I've also been speaking to um, some TVs down around rural Ireland over the last two weeks. And they are hugely concerned um, for the rural Ireland because services are closing down all over the place. 
They just cannot remain open. Government funding has failed the small and average providers, and we all know that. It's not something that people are not aware of because I've been saying it for over the, the last year. Um, core funding has failed these service providers, and they're closing down in droves. And it, it's awful. We can't, And then you've got the knock-on effect of we can't get staff. So the full day care is closing down rooms because we can't find staff anywhere. You know, so it's just the whole thing, as always, it's just one big mess. And when you meet with your accountant, and, you know, I heard you talking about profit there, you know, everybody goes into business to have some kind of a profit in your bank. And one of the things that an accountant would always say is you must have three months' wages in your bank. And I can categorically tell you that any of the small and average providers, I wouldn't say there's not. I'd say none of us have three months' wages in the bank at any one time. Yeah. You're supposed to have it like that all the time. And I can tell you for me, I do not have that. You know, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Dublin and I pay huge rent, huge rent in Dublin. Yeah. In terms so, of staff numbers, Elaine, um, mm-hmm. I know that the, the ratio is governed by legislation. So how, how many children to one worker? For, again, for the benefit it, it, of people it depends who don't know. On, it depends on the type of service. So it's one um, uh, childcare um, practitioner to three babies. And it goes up from that, so it goes, goes from two to six, um, two to eight, depending on the age group. So it goes up and up and up. There's all changes. So if it's after school, it's one is to 12. If it's in SG service, it's one is to 11, which, by the way, is unmanageable. You cannot work in an SG service with one staff member to 11 children because they're from the age, they range from the age of two years, nine months. To five. Oh no, you wouldn't last a week. But, but we are we are being forced to do that. So a lot of us um, would have three staff in an HA service of 22 because it's for health and safety and well-being reasons we do it. But we don't get paid for that extra staff member. So you're paying out an extra wage. So those providers are not actually taking home a wage. They're running at a massive loss just to keep the service open. And these are all things that the Department of Children are very, very aware of. You also have to remember, our staff are leaving and they're going into schools to become SNAs. They're joining Tootsla. They're joining Better Start. They're joining the Department of Children. They're going into colleges to become uh, training teachers, um, SNAs in the main schools. And then there's also um, anybody that's over level eight can go in there and become a substitute in the mainstream schools. So we don't stand a chance. So what's happening is, we're training these wonderful, wonderful people up to a fantastic level, and then they are leaving with no option, by the way, and I don't blame any of them. Yeah. They're leaving to go to another uh, type of job that gives much more uh, higher wage and gets much more job prospects. But we're governed by the Department of Children and our minister. We can't do a thing because we've now got our fees frozen. And for extra service providers, they can't charge a fee, so these are the ones that are closing down. There's a big um, service in Terranure in Dublin, full day care gone. Yeah. Absolutely gone. And then you see there's, there's large services that are buying up everything they can get their hands on. How do we stand a chance? Yeah. Maybe this is government policy, maybe it's what they want. They want all of us small and average providers gone and for the much larger services to take over. Maybe it'll be less of a headache for them. Yeah. Who knows? But when well, you see, they want to try and corporatise the sector, you mean, Elaine? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, look what's going on in the UK. So last year in the UK, over 5,000 small and medium-sized services closed down. Mm. And more and more and more of the, the mass services starts to open up. And now it's backfiring and people have come out in the droves and they're fighting. I know there was supposed to be a protest over there in March. 
and it was postponed until June because the government has agreed now to do one more um, review of the sector. But your reviews, as you know, paper, like it's just a paper trail, paper trail, but nothing changes. Meanwhile, on the ground, mm. we can't cover classrooms. Rod- Roderick, Roderick O'Gorman consistently says, and we've discussed this before, let's go through it again, yes. though, for the benefit of people who mightn't yep. have got it the first time. So Roderick O'Gorman says, Elaine, there's millions there's no shortage of money. There's loads of money on the table. And he put money. But, but where then? Yeah, so oh. where's it going? Yeah, where's because it going? We, yeah. Okay, so we, we did a whole um, document on this and it showed where it was going. And it was going to the much larger services, to the mass services, okay? And then you come down the line and when it comes to the medium and average providers, we didn't get enough to keep us going. So uh, as far as I know, and we've run a couple of surveys ourselves recently and we do have a document being released in the next two weeks. A lot of the average providers are pulling out of core funding in August to up their fees because you've got to remember a lot of these average providers did not up their fees since 2017 where the larger services would have been up in their fees continuously because like, you know, and a lot of us, I suppose, we forgot that we were businesses because we look after the children and we want to nurture children and sometimes you forget that actually I am running a business I am entitled to make a profit. Why shouldn't I? What business would not want to be there and not make a profit? You should give up if you're not making a profit, right? In any business, that's what you're accounting Well, I would have thought, Elaine, I'm, I need to hear from many people in, in the sector that they themselves either don't take a wage or either yeah. only take a wage every two weeks or something. Like, yeah. what's the no, point PJ, of operating a business if you can't take a wage for yourself? Because we are hoping with the fight that the Federation is doing at the moment that the Department of Children are going to listen. And actually, it's, it's government policy that's failing and the government policy has to be amended here. It has to go back. They have to come back onto the ground and listen to what the reality on the ground is because the reality on the ground and what's written in black and white on paper. I mean, I know a new document um, part of Nurture Skills was released in March you know, and it's all of how wonderful the sector is, and it's not. We are falling apart at the seams, and I know that's very negative, and I know it's not what parents want to hear, but the parents need to help and support us as well. Sometimes, Elaine, Elaine, we need to give vent to these these truths because, Absolutely, and like a parent, like that, that service, and I know that service provider, that's 88 children that took a hit, and I didn't see anything anywhere about on, on the radio or anywhere else saying that this service provider was struggling to get staff, you know, yeah. because it's all, it's like, it's not as if the provider is hiding it, it's because the government are hiding all of the closures. So we have said, and, and we've continuously said how many services are closing. We ran a survey um, only recently, only to Eche service providers alone, and out of 600, 122 are closing. Oh. That's one in six around the country closing. Oh. And it is rural Ireland that's taken the biggest hit. And that's a whole lot of families thrown it's into disarray. But it is because... What happens to the working parent then? But then, but it's also in rural Ireland, so they they may have to travel to another town, which is 25 kilometres away from where their job is. So they're completely leaving the town that they're in to go somewhere else to get a service provider to take them on. And what's happening is the knock-on effect is that these other places are booked out, so there's no places. So what's the, the right of the child? Where's the right of the child in all of this? A child has a right to be educated. And if there's no services there because of government funding failing and policy, government policy failing the family, then we need to go right back and talk to government and say, your policy is failing the rights of the child and it's failing the families that need to go to work. And it's also failing our economy 
and on the ground. That's that's very stark and a good way to finish. Elaine, thank you. Elaine Dunn, the chair of the Federation of Early Childhood Providers. But just think about that operation recently. So they had to close four of their rooms for lack of staff. That's 22 kids, 88 in total, 88 families thrown into disarray because there's nowhere for little John and Mary to go next Monday morning. So... Who stays home from work, mum or dad? Quartz 96 FM. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.